It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Chicago Bears got Justin Fields, a dynamic athlete at wide receiver at the NFL trade deadline. We'll go through a scouting report on new Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool, and we'll hear from general manager Ryan Poles about why he pulled the trigger at the deadline. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Oren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and hopefully every single day. Today's episode of Locked On Bears is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with our promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. On the show today, we are locked on Chase Claypool, the newest Chicago Bears wide receiver. We'll react to the trade, go through some of the different dynamics of why this makes sense for the Chicago Bears, even if they gave up quite a bit in terms of value to go get a player like Chase Claypool. Then we'll hear from Chris Carter, the host of Locked On Steelers, to get our local expert here on the Locked On Podcast Network giving us a scouting report on Chase Claypool and what the Chicago Bears can expect from their new wide receiver. And we'll wrap up hearing from general manager Ryan Poles about some of the factors that go into this decision-making process and why the time was now to pull the trigger as opposed to waiting to add wide receivers for Justin Fields later on down the line. Big picture. A second round pick was a lot to give up for Chase Claypool. That's exactly where he was drafted in the second round. And the Bears second round pick that they gave up is likely going to be earlier in the second round than where Chase Claypool was drafted. And I think the good measuring stick here is that many Steelers fans did not expect to be able to get a second round pick for Chase Claypool. And they were thrilled to be able to get a second round pick for Chase Claypool. And that never leaves you feeling great about the value that the Bears got. And at first, it looked like sort of an obvious overpay. But as more information came out, we've seen multiple reports now that The Green Bay Packers were among other teams offering a second round pick for Chase Claypool. And the, the, of course, the Steelers take the Bears offer because they believe the Bears second round pick will be higher in the round than the Packers second round pick. So there's an added bonus here of the Bears taking a wide receiver option away from Aaron Rodgers and the division rivals. That, That adds a nice bonus. And I think from Chicago's perspective, there's a higher upside here to Chase Claypool that you can get more out of Claypool than what the Pittsburgh Steelers have gotten out of Clay's Chapel. 
Chase Claypool. I'm going to I'm going to end up mixing up his name once or twice here on the podcast, right? Some of the risk and the concern here, right? No doubt that Claypool is an extremely talented player. He's, you know, 6'4", almost 240 pounds, runs really fast. He's big, fast and strong. The types of in things you can't teach, right? You can't coach that kind of size and that kind of speed. And he's had some really good production in Pittsburgh so far as well, but clearly uh, some disgruntled aspects at this stage in his career and some questions about his on and off field maturity there. Certainly, I think Chicago thinks, well, we have a strong culture with Matt Eberflus in this locker room and that you can bring him in there and get things on the right track. I would I would push back on that and say that Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh also has a very strong culture. And it's not just like, oh, the Steelers don't aren't able to corral personalities like that, because I think, you know, Tom, Tomlin is a very well-respected coach and, and beloved by his players. But you can add that the Bears have some of Claypool's college teammates in the building as well. I mean, played with Cole Komet at Notre Dame. I believe Mustafer was there at the same time. I don't know if he and Equinemius St. Brown were at Notre Dame at the same time, but come from the same college and share some of that, you know, that alumni spirit and that that mentality of like, hey, these are guys who have been through what I've been through and, and know what I know. And so I, I want I think there's an aspect there too of having people in the locker room that are that are already familiar with Claypool and gonna be on his side and can help get him on board with the hits principle types of things that Ibraflus is going to instill. I think part of this also too, you can look at maybe the Steelers offense not performing up to the level that anyone wants in Pittsburgh. And certainly Claypool seems to me like one of these players that, you know, if the offense is, is successful and if he's involved in that offensive success, I don't know that it causes too many problems and that he's disgruntled when things aren't going well. But if things are going well, I think it's a little bit easier to manage. And we've seen the Bears offense in the last couple of games really get rolling here. And he'll have a better quarterback now in Chicago than he was working with in Pittsburgh and more opportunities, a less crowded wide receiver depth chart where he comes in and maybe isn't immediately better than Darnell Mooney, but might have the most talent, the most raw talent of any wide receiver in Chicago and can be a great potential long-term pairing of another young wide receiver with him for the Bears. They're not necessarily locked in long, long term for Chase Claypool. You have the rest of this season, and he's under contract for next season as well before he would become a free agent. I think ideally they want to see how he does this year and ideally lock him in as a long term player. But you have to see how the fit and, and how thing how things play out. And you know, in, on the worst case scenario or the the lower case scenario here on the on the poorer end of how things play out, you could ultimately not re-sign Chase Claypool and still get a compensatory draft pick back for him. You wouldn't get a second round pick back for him, but it could be as high as a third round pick, depending on what kind of contract he would sign with another team on the free agent market. So there's not, there, there is some insurance on the back end if for whatever reason things don't work out. But I think the plan here is that he plays well, he assimilates well, and is a long-term piece at wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. And you add in that the Bears got an extra second round pick in the Roquan Smith trade, that they're still sitting pretty in the NFL draft, can still add other young players to the mix. And who knows, you know, if they're drafting high in the first round and another team needs a quarterback and wants to trade up to the Bears spot, you could add even more picks. The Bears still have a lot of NFL draft flexibility, a lot of salary cap flexibility, and you get him in the building now so you can see him for the rest of the season and get a better sense of what you have in him as a wide receiver as you go into the offseason and figure out what you want to build around and, and how, what else you'll need to add to your Bears offense. We also need to get a better sense of what Chase Claypool brings to the Chicago Bears offense. So we will turn to our friends here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll hear from Chris Carter from Lockdown Steelers on what the Bears can expect from their newest wide receiver next on Lockdown Bears. 
This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been maybe putting it off for whatever reason, you'll want to listen up because Locked On Bears listeners can get an order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. It's their biggest offer of the year and you're not going to want to miss it. Because in an emergency, they have 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use fast protect technology exclusively and proprietary from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so you can get the priority police response. They're not just going to say, oh, maybe it's a false alarm, maybe it's not. Simply Safe make sure that they confirm what is going on there with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras inside and out in that professional monitoring service to make sure that you are on top of things and keeping your home and your loved ones safe. Don't miss out on your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend here on Lockdown Bears. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's no Pittsburgh Steelers analysis like our friend Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers, who breaks down the Steelers every single day, has been covering Chase Claypool now for the last three seasons, and I think knows better than anybody what the Steelers have in Chase Claypool, what what kind of good he's been able to do, and where some of the shortcomings have fallen. So I want to start with his analysis here on Claypool coming to the Chicago Bears and, and what they had from him in Pittsburgh, and then we'll kind of dive in more specifically on how he'll fit in Chicago and what we should expect for the rest of this season and next year at the very least. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Here talking to you Bears fans on Locked On Bears, I will let you know about Chase Claypool, just my perspective of the last three years of covering him. I know Chase Claypool has a lot of promise as far as, or a lot of potential, I'd say, for where he could be in the NFL. He's 6'5", he's, he's 240, he can move, he can run really fast. He, uh, he, has, he has really strong traits when it comes to blocking. There are some things that he does very well. And as a rookie, he was a phenom in Pittsburgh. People loved the guy. People called him Mapletron. But over the last two years or the last year and a half, I guess you'd say, that has kind of worn off. And he's become more of a guy that, you know, that he, I think this year he was looking a lot better. But in his second year, he was becoming more known as a diva. You know, there was a game against the Vikings where he caught a big pass over the middle that converted and that moved the sticks. But in a two-minute drill when the Steelers needed to, sp- to spike, he was too busy celebrating and pointing the f- for the first down when Ben Roethlisberger and the offense was needing to uh, needing to stop, get the get back, get set, and stop the clock. And in that game, they lost by a single touchdown because, well, they ran out of time in the end. Uh, but Chase Claypool, one thing I'll tell you, his strengths are, are best usually used when he's being targeted over the middle or when he's getting a chance to catch the ball in space and get running. He's really fast. He runs, he runs strong. Um, but his biggest problems come when he's 6'5". You'd think that he'd be great at going up and getting 50-50 balls. He hasn't been very good at that since his rookie season. There were a couple of times in his rookie season where he flourished in those modes. 
he did not after a while and he he's gotten better at it i will say his hands have gotten more consistent this year but as far as you know high pointing the ball beating out defenders in those situations or keeping his feet when he's way downfield those are the things he struggled with. Honestly, I felt that the Steelers weren't going to get a second round pick in return. I thought that they were going to wait until the end of the season and maybe get a third or a fourth for him at best. Um, so personally, I feel like the Bears might have overpaid for him. And ultimately, if the Bears stick with the 45th position in the second round of the NFL draft, they, the Steelers will have gotten back a higher pick uh, you know, from the Bears than the higher pick that they spent to get Chase Claypool. But still, he is a talented player, and it will he will give a Justin Fields another option. I will be interested to see how the Bears want to use him, whether it's a big slot like the Steelers had used or lining him up outside. Either way, he's talented, he's big, he's fast. If the Bears can unlock that potential, he could be a serious threat. Again, I want to thank Chris Carter from Lockdown Steelers there on Twitter at Carter critiques. If you want more Steelers analysis and read up on everything he's putting out there about Chase Claypool, but you kind of got a sense there of of some of the good and the bad, and you can see where there's an opportunity for coaching to get more out of him because he's got he's got the tools, and it's a matter of squeezing more out. The Bears certainly have a lot of faith in Tyke Tolbert, their wide receivers coach, but you know that's not to say the Steelers wide receivers coach is is some bum either. Like they've gotten good wide receiver talent to develop in Pittsburgh as well. But I think for the Bears, in, when you fit them into their offense, first of all, Claypool has that reputation as a blocker, like Chris said. And that's a really important part of this Bears running game is those wide receivers contributing. It helps when you're six foot four and 235-plus pounds to be a physical player in the blocking. But I think you know he's got that mentality, right, that even if there's some, some this idea of maybe he's got diva aspects, you don't think of a diva wide receiver as somebody who's going to be willing to be physical and get involved in the ground game, which is a little bit more of like an Un, an unselfish type of sacrifice in the offense, right? So I think I think there's some some ability to work there. And I also think I've looked around and seen Pittsburgh Steelers fans all season complaining about their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, really not putting their players in the best position to be successful, which leads me to a couple of things. One, it would seem then that the Bears could get more out of Claypool than what the Steelers have been getting out of him this season. You see statistically... Claypool's on pace for, you know, he's got the fewer yards per game this season and is just generally not quite as productive this season as he has been the last couple of years when he has amassed over 800 yards in each of the season. But you can also add to that that maybe it's a little bit more reasonable that Claypool's upset in Pittsburgh. If the fan base is upset at the offensive coordinator, the players are probably looking around and saying, hey, coach, what are we doing here? And again, what I mentioned in the first segment that like, it's more understandable when players are upset when the offense is struggling and he can come to Chicago and if the offense can keep up what it's doing, maybe he won't be as uh, upset. You look at, at how Matt Canada has used him this season and made him that full-time slot receiver. And that's new. Like his first couple of seasons, he'd occasionally rotate in the slot. This year, he's over 85% in the slot. His average depth of target is down this year because they don't have quarterbacks that are opening it up and throwing as far downfield as they've kind of rotated in between Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. You've seen him have lower yards after catch perception too. He's not getting hit in stride or in as much space to make plays after the catch as well. And to his credit, he's dropping fewer passes. He's winning more contested catches. It seems like he is still making some progress, even if it's not, even if it's not producing as much, like he's not just stagnant in his development as a wide receiver. And plus given his physical tools, you know, we've seen him be a player who they've handed the ball off to, you know, most of the time from a wide receiver position on jet sweeps. He threw a touchdown pass on a trick play earlier this season as well. There's been some talk about him maybe being a, a tight end option in, in some aspects as well. So there's a lot of things you can do with Claypool. And you feel like 
that the Bears, with his teammates, with his skill set, he certainly provides more size than the Bears have at wide receiver. He's like Nikhil Harry, but fast and, and bigger and, you know, can can get open and create some of that separation. So I, I really think you, you can quickly justify the second round price tag to yourself and sell yourself on the potential and the tools that Clay's Chapool Chase Claypool has. I mixed it up twice now. But at the same time, Steelers fans have sitting there for three years saying, like, he should be a dominant number one receiver and hasn't quite taken that next step. And they said, all right, three years now, this isn't happening. And that's why, like you said, like you thought they'd trade him in the offseason for less than what they got for him right now. But the Bears outbeating the Packers and saying, no, let's get him in now, see what he can do for the rest of the season, get a head start on that evaluation and evaluating what the Bears have and don't have at the wide receiver position. Because I think... A big part of this trade for the Bears, I mean, yes, a lot of it's a belief in Ch- in Chase Claypool, but I think some of it too is looking bigger picture at this team building process and what the alternative might be, because we'll get into it here momentarily that the free agent market for wide receivers this year doesn't look very good. And Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles, geez, names are giving me trouble right now. Ryan Poles didn't, ed- didn't say it in as stark of a language, but kind of admitted that that was part of this process. We will hear from the Chicago Bears general manager about why they pulled the trigger on Chase Claypool now, and we'll take a look for ourselves at this upcoming free agent wide receiver market and why Chase Claypool is probably better than anything else the Bears could have gotten on the open market this offseason next on Locked On Bears. Locked On Bears podcast is presented by Prize Picks, the better way to do daily fantasy sports because Prize Picks puts you in complete control. It is not you versus another player. You don't have to worry about what someone else's lineup is or what that ideal lineup is out there against all the other people you might be competing against. Because at prize picks, it's just you versus the house. You pick two to five players and whether they'll score more or less than their prize picks projection, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Pretty soon you'll be able to bet over under there on what Chase Claypool is wide receiving Stats, his receiving yards are going to be in Bears games here over on Prize Pick. Can you get in on that early? It's super easy to make your entries in just 60 seconds or less and get yourself going. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with our promo code LOCKED ON. So if you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Just don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We were wondering whether Ryan Poles would have one more trade deadline deal up his sleeve. We wondered if maybe David Montgomery would be on the way out after Roquan Smith left the team, but instead adding a player from the outside and in a much bigger splash, I think, than we were anticipating. But I think Ryan Poles wasn't like, you know, overreacting or pressing or feeling like he had to just buy, 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 get whatever he could at this stage. But I think he was also looking ahead and seeing 
you know, this offseason bigger picture, what are his options going to be to add playmaking wide receivers, dynamic athletes to help support Justin Fields and saw this as an opportunity to, to get a head start on this process because we'll hear from him here now talk about how important he feels like this is for Justin Fields, which can make it all worth it. If, if, Clay, if Chase Claypool aids in Justin Fields' development, it's well worth the second round pick that they gave up for him, but also that the other options he's looking at for free agency in this offseason might, might not quite stack up to what the Bears could get out of this Claypool deal. Here's general manager Ryan Poles at his press conference yesterday. You can never have enough weapons and guys that help your quarterback gain confidence. And I know a lot of the guys are starting to make plays for us, and just adding another receiver is going to allow him to continue to grow and gain that confidence. With the 2023 wide receiver, the free agent class that's coming up, it, I mean, a lot of those guys have already signed their deals. Did that play into just how bleak that group is, play into wanting to get Justin more help now instead of just having to rely maybe on the draft for that? Yeah, and that's, that's part of my job, and that's part of you know my crew upstairs is you have to do a little bit of forecasting and looking down the road, and I just didn't feel completely comfortable with that. Not to say there's not good players there. I just didn't feel comfortable with not maybe being a little bit more aggressive at this point. So, of course, Bears general manager Ryan Poles there, you know, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, the wide receiver market and free agency is trash because, I mean, there are players with with talent, but there's not a dynamic number one receiver sitting out there. And I think Claypool is not that right now, but does have that type of talent and potential in him to still be unlocked. But I think it's important to take a look at just comparatively the wide receiver market with the caveat that this list of players many of them may be re-signed by their teams before even hitting the open market. So this is the best case scenario would be these players hitting the free agent market. Juju Smith-Schuster, he was just on a one-year deal now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Alan Lazard from the Green Bay Packers. Jacoby Myers from the Pittsburgh Steelers, or excuse me, from the from the New England Patriots, excuse me. Mac Hollins from the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, older Marvin Jones from the Jaguars. Darius Slayton from the Giants, who we've heard about. Nicole Hardman from the Kansas City Chiefs, and DJ Chark from the Detroit Lions. Those are really your head your headliners there as far as for agent wide receivers. Nelson Aguilar from the, from the Patriots as well. But it's like, is that a group that, you know, when you have $150 million in cash space that you're going to go out and, and blow a big contract on, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster or, or Alan Lazard, another Packers wide receiver? Like, that's a bunch of, like, number two and number three receivers. And I don't think those guys have the kind of potential that that Chase Claypool does that Claypool you're still there's still risk there and they're you're betting on getting more out of him and that upside but it's like that's not that's not a great group and I think Claypool if he were a free agent he would be the the best or certainly the most talent out of out of any of that group I think the the bigger question and the comparison that you want to that I think is tougher to make is the wide receiver you could draft with that second round pick that you gave up for Chase Claypool compared to Chase Claypool. Can you draft a better wide receiver in that slot than what you have in Chase Claypool? Because notably, Chase Claypool was drafted in the second round later than that the slot that the Bears likely will be picking and trading to the Pittsburgh Steelers there. You know, that's where around where the Packers traded up and drafted Christian Watson this past season. And he's been a little slow to get rolling, but you think back, you know, George Pickens was drafted in the second round, and the Steelers have kind of said, yeah, we are we are very happy with, with George Pickens. I think what this comes down to to me is that with any second-round rookie draft pick, 
there is a, a certain percent chance that the player busts and is just not very good. There is a risk with Chase Claypool, but we have seen him produce at the NFL level for two seasons, two and a half seasons now, and that he's been an 800-yard receiver. Even if he's been maybe, I don't know if it, a disappointment is too strong of a word because he's produced well, even though maybe he hasn't been as good as Steelers fans hoped he could be, you've still seen two seasons of 800-plus yards, and even this season he's on pace for, you know, six, I don't know, I didn't do the math, but another, you know, 600-plus yard season. This is not Anthony Miller has one season of 700 yards and then disappears for two years, right? This is multiple seasons of still very, very good, even if he hasn't been great. And so he is more of a sure thing than the wide receiver you would take with that second round pick. Now, could you draft a wide receiver with the Bears first round pick and then use those two second round picks on, you know, an offensive lineman and a pass rusher? I mean, you could always start to divide this in multiple ways. But I also think the Bears look at this and say, we need multiple wide receivers. We have Darnell Mooney. Great. Probably going to need two more guys to add to Darnell Mooney. Chase Claypool is one of them. So now you add, you either add another free agent as that number two, number three guy, or maybe you draft a, a rookie as well. But that rookie, hey, also not going to be Chase Claypool right now. Maybe that rookie could become Chase Claypool, but as a rookie, are they going to have the type of impact that Chase Claypool can right now? And I don't, I don't think the math quite equals out there as well. He's just more of a known commodity and a little bit less of a risk in that regard. Still a risk, but less of a risk there with some insurance on the back end of a potential compensatory pick there as well. So I think I see where Ryan Poles is coming from, and especially when you add in that sounds like other teams were offering second round picks and the Bears beat out the Packers. It bundles up to say like, yeah, maybe they gave up more than you would have liked to, but you can live with it and feel like this was something that's going to benefit the Chicago Bears greatly moving forward, not only for the rest of this season, but for next season and maybe a long-term option for you at wide receiver. So I I think all in all, you can feel good about this acquisition on deadline day, knowing that you lost Roquette Smith and you lost Robert Quinn, and there's still there's still the teardown aspect, but adding a young player like this with some upside should be exciting at the very least and gives you something exciting to look forward to. We'll see how long it takes him to get up to speed in this Bears offense, and I wouldn't expect Sunday against Miami Dolphins, Claypool to play every single snap and be a 150-yard receiver or anything like that, but slowly but surely, we'll see what Justin Fields can do with a big, fast, strong wide receiver who maybe can give you a a bigger catch radius for fields to throw to. Certainly, we'll, we'll turn our attention here next to the Miami Dolphins later on this week for Crossover Thursday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to the Lockdown Bears podcast or on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Let us know what you think about Clay's, Chase Claypool. Jesus. Let us know what you think about Chase Claypool in the comments on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel, on Twitter, at Lockdown Bears, in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. The discussion is already rolling about NFL trade deadline there as well. So join in the conversation. Be a part of the show. It makes things that much more fun. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today and hopefully every single day. If you're looking for your second listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, breaking down all the biggest stories in sports. I'm on the Lockdown Sports Today podcast today, talking about the Bears trades of Roquan Smith and Chase Claypool on this NFL trade deadline. So you can hear more of me and the Bears talk on the Lockdown Sports Today podcast and all the biggest stories in sports, including the Brooklyn Nets and firing Steve Nash and likely hiring Ime Odoka as well. So lots going on there to catch up on all your sports news. Locked on Sports Today. Wherever you're listening right now to the Lockdown Bears podcast, you can find Locked on Sports Today there as well. Come on back tomorrow for our Dolphins preview with Locked on Dolphins. We'll put together a game plan for the Bears to beat the Dolphins on Friday. And then, you know, on Monday, we'll break down whatever happens in the game. So 
keep on coming back for more and come back for that next opportunity for you to bear down. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.